Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon, wherever you are. It's David Solomon here, July 4th, noon Eastern in Montreal. My uh, dear friend Stuart is taking July 4th off. We thought we'd get together and at least have another rant together, but it's his Independence Day and he's sleeping, I hope. He's catching up on that long-needed sleep. So I'm um, once again, last time, I hope for the while that I'm be running solo. Uh, I'm sure, I hope you're not too tired of hearing my voice, but again... It's a Monday, it's July the 4th, and it's like what I call the Independence Day, Canada Day, whatever weekend. Canada Day was on July the 1st, on Friday, July the 4th, today, Monday. It is a beautiful day. It is a sunny day for most of us. It's American Independence Day. But yet, over the weekend, if you were watching from actually since Friday until even till today, Canadians and Americans alike, yeah, they took the day off. Yeah, it was a, you know, non-work day, right? I get to stay home. Maybe I'll barbecue, have friends over, drinks, da-da-da-da-da. But both Canada Day and an American Independence Day have a significance. And for many of us, it's remembering that our grandparents or that generation was amongst one of the generations who fought for our freedom. And subsequently, the next generation continued the fight in various wars, various terrorism scenarios, what have you, to preserve our freedoms. But in 2022, it would seem that we are a generation mired and filled with so many people who aren't happy. They're just not happy. I mean, life in Canada and life in the United States, deplorable. And yes, recent events have, let's call this, you know, jolted people to believe that where we live, terrible place. Women's rights are being violated. We prefer guns in the United States. You know, the EPA can't control the environment. How dare they? Like just what has happened in the last little bit, you would think we live in a third world society. And yet the complaining whining from the left is unbelievable. It's what I dubbed the big temper tantrum. It's really unbelievable to hear how the left continues to crap on our countries saying it's horrible living here. Horrible, deplorable, despicable. Rights are being violated. Voting rights are being, I mean, like you hear these Statements being thrown, the propaganda, and I talked about this a lot last week, but the propaganda, the crap that keeps, keeps getting shoveled is absolutely fascinating. It doesn't make a difference. Fact or fiction. So I decided I'm going to dig a little bit. How bad is life in our country? How bad is life in where we live? Now, if you take, you know, I, I looked around and I said, so what would life be like if we were to, you know, for a woman, right? Because we're talking here about women's rights, that women have lost their entire, you know, their, their, their raison d'être, their life. I mean, you know, abortion rights, is it, that's it. It's all that matters. And we hear the Ocasio-Cortezes of this world, and we hear now the Rashida Tlaib's 
complaining. And we're hearing many from the left, men, women, doesn't make a difference, flip-flopping, whatever. But at the end of the day, women are there. You just can't be a woman today in Canada, the United States. It's terrible. Well, let me ask you this question. I'm going to give you a bunch, 10 countries, 10, 11 countries. And I'm going to ask you, would you prefer living there? Nigeria, Sudan, Mali, Iraq, Congo, Central African Republic, Pakistan, Yemen, Syria, Afghanistan. Why did I list these 11 countries? Because according to the World Bank, these are the worst countries by far for a woman to live in. Okay? Let me contrast that for you for the best places to live. And I'll go from, you know, believe it or not, the best place to live apparently is Iceland, followed by Norway, Switzerland, Slovenia, Spain, Finland, Canada, Netherlands, Sweden, Belgium, Singapore, and the United States is in the top 20. That is out of 200-odd countries. Could Canada and the United States be better? Oh, for sure. Life could be better. But overall, life quality for a woman in Canada, for example, is seventh. In the United States, it's about 15th. Now, what is, could it be better? Absolutely. There's no doubt. But why did I pick those 11 other countries? Why Syria, Afghanistan, Yemen, and so on and so forth? What makes those countries such horrible living? Simple. There are no rights. Women are treated not third-class citizens, but as cattle. They're treated worse than animals, actually. Some of these places are considered one of the worst places in the world to get an education. Young ladies, young girls cannot get an education. In countries like South Sudan, Nigeria, Afghanistan, and so on, the literacy rate amongst girls is less than a third. Listen to what I just said. A third of girls can't read. I guess sorry, more than a third of girls cannot read. Two-thirds cannot read. In most of these countries, more than half are married before their 18th birthday and already have a child by the time they're 18. They are essentially child laborers. They're slaves. Poverty, child marriage, economic barriers, big problem. They cannot live, let alone anything else. So we continue to complain. But here's the question now. What, what, is, what, what, what are we looking at? Like, why is it so tough? You know, we think it's so, so bad here. But, you know, could you imagine living in a place like, oh, I don't know, Saudi Arabia? where you finally, finally got the right to vote? Could you imagine in 2015, it was the first time women were allowed to vote? And oh, by the way, not all women. Let me be, let me be very good. Let me tell you that only 130,000 women were registered to vote. There are one and a, there are one and a half million you know, registered male voters, but not women. Can women drive in Saudi Arabia? Sure, with a man in the car. Women can't go alone. In a lot of Muslim countries, they can't, she can't walk alone. She needs an escort. It's a sick, sick, sick ideology. But that's okay. Is the system flawed without a shadow of a doubt? Both systems are flawed. There's no doubt about it that Canada, the United States are, now we have flawed systems. And when you think about it from a civil liberties situation, when you think about places where I have a free government, 
you know, we complain mercilessly about no freedoms here, our freedoms being taken away and whatever. It's far from perfect. I grant you that. But in places like Syria, South Sudan, North Korea, uh, Somalia, Saudi Arabia, Tajikistan, Belarus, Libya, China, Yemen, Myanmar, Sudan, Afghanistan. I'm going to go on and on and on and on. The Gaza Strip. And I'm reading this right off of the UN's page, by the way. Not even me. This is from the UN. People don't have votes, right? People don't have rights. If you say something against the government, for all you know, you're going to jail. You're going to go to hell. You could be thrown away. I worked with a colleague of mine from Syria who for months was kidnapped by the Assad government, held for ransom. This is the government holding a, a, a free person for money. You don't like it here. You got to go. We talk about LGBTQ rights. And again, lately, this has come up to the forefront and how we're, we, you know, we don't grant LGBTQ rights. Well, I'm sorry. We have a pride parade here where people can walk down the streets free, free. Countries like Canada, the United States, Israel, UK, France, other countries, you can parade freely. But imagine trying to do that in some other countries. Pakistan, for example. Forget it. You'd be thrown out of a window. Public displays of, of anti-gay movement. Africa, same, many of those countries, same thing. When we think about our life here, we only want more. Of course we want more. But let's be realistic. It's far from perfect. And there is no perfect. I don't care that Iceland was ranked the best country in the world for, uh, for a woman to live in. Hallelujah. Norway, Iceland, Finland, you know, they, they say it's the best country in the, in the world for women to live in. It's the best country, you know, whatever. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't be careful. Because if we look at what's going on in France, there's a classic example of a country that was okay, that's gone down, you know, the rabbit hole. People are leaving France. There are scores, hundreds of people leaving France year in, year out. Not because, you know, mm, I don't want to live in France anymore. I'm sick of Camembert. No, that's not what it is. People are leaving France because they don't feel safe. There are plenty of cities within France in which the police will not even go into because the crime rate is so high. They're afraid of their own lives. The people are leaving France. Racism is absolutely through the roof in some places. And as a result, many have not only moved to other cities, but they've completely left the country. Many have come to Canada. Many have gone to other countries. They're afraid of their lives. So, yes, I agree with many on the left that, hey, you know, we should be careful. But to say that it's so bad, I think that's an exaggeration that goes beyond. I like it here in Canada. I love the fact that I can walk outside at night and feel comfortable not having to walk around worrying about my life. I love the fact that I know there's an election coming up and I can vote. And you could be looking at me and say, well, of course, you're a white male. But forgive me, who can't vote here? Who doesn't have a right to go shopping here? Who doesn't right have a job here? Who doesn't have a right 
to practice their own religion freely here? Who doesn't have the right to practice their own sexuality, their own whatever? Tell me, find me anybody. I'm not saying it's perfect, and I'm not saying that, you know, you could point out to the indigenous and say their life is shit. Absolutely. And that's thanks to our government who has done a terrible job in helping indigenous populations in terms of dealing with the issues that are facing the indigenous population. But at the same time, when we have an election and under 60% of the people go out and vote and you hear, ugh, the place is terrible, the place is terrible, you could have made a difference. You chose not to. And when you want to sit here and you say our rights are being taken away and our freedoms are being taken away, you have a right to protest. The government and the police aren't going to come and stop you. The government and the police aren't going to put you in jail for protesting. You want to pray on a Friday at your mosque, Saturday at your synagogue, Sunday at your church. No one's stopping you. It's frightening and scary that we need to put security guards in front of these places. A sign that there is a problem, but I can still go and practice my religion freely. And if you, if your sexuality is heterosexual, you're gay, lesbian, you know what? For the most part, you have more rights today than you've ever had before. Doesn't mean we need to stop. Doesn't mean we shouldn't be careful about falling backwards. I agree. But it doesn't mean that we are in the worst of the worst. And that is what the left, the woke, are trying to complain. The so-called woke, that they've awoken. I think that they're not awake. I think they're stoned, delusional. I think they're throwing these silly temper tantrums. Life is so bad here, but yet they're on their iPhones. Life is so bad here, and they're running around in Ugg boots. Life is so bad here, but they have material goods. Yes. It is harder financially today. That isn't politics in that sense. That's not about civil liberties and rights and voting rights. It's about government's choices and decisions that they screwed you. And inflation is through the roof. That you can't find a house today. That gas prices are through the roof. That's not your rights. But you're right at the ballot box to send the right people to office. That you will never find in Syria, in Afghanistan, in Saudi Arabia, in China. In Venezuela. But yet, not good enough for the left. Well, I'm tired of the left. Enough with your freaking temper tantrums and enough with your whining. If you're really woke, wake up. Wake up. Life ain't so bad here. Yes, we should improve it. But complaining that, that life is so bad here, if you're not happy, leave. Do us all a favor and leave. With that, ladies and gentlemen, it brings me to the end of my quarter hour. I look forward to seeing you all on Wednesday. And Stuart hopefully being right over here in this box over here. <laughs> Wishing you all a great day. Happy Fourth of July to my American friends. And I'll see you on Wednesday.